Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message. So I want you to look to Leviticus chapter 23. Leviticus 23, if you're looking in your Bibles, that's where I want you to turn. If you're in Philippians, you're in the wrong place. Come on, it's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Have you ever been in church and the pastor calls out somewhere like Habakkuk, but you're over in Romans, but you pull your Bible up and act like you got it anyway? Come on. Don't say you've never done that. You know you have. I want to talk to the blessed people today. Are there any blessed people? And what a, what a great crowd, man. I'm so encouraged to see all these people out today. Let me just say this. I'm starting a new series called Blessed, and I believe that God is going to say some significant things. Pastor Troy made a promise to you that today I would talk to you about Rosh Hashanah, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a little teaching about the time of the year that we're in because we're in right now actually the 10 days of all. Last Sunday at nightfall, it represented the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, so it's a new year, a new season, and who's claiming new things from a mighty God? So we're going to learn today. We're coming here from Leviticus, Leviticus 23. The Bible said, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and don't forget the folks at Calvary. Come on. Saying, In the seventh month of the, of the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath rest, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. What you need to understand is the first day of the Jewish uh, New Year is Rosh Hashanah. It's also the beginning of the Feast of Trumpets. The Bible said you shall do no customary work on it and you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. And I'm going to teach for a few minutes along these lines the, same, the seven blessings of Rosh Hashanah. How many of you want every blessing of this new Jewish year to manifest in your life? Well, that's about 80% of you. I said, how many of you want every blessing? Slip up your hands. Father, we just open our hearts to hear your word. Thank you for these blessings that are promised to us. We get in faith to receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you for an awesome church and hungry people. We love you, Lord. Somebody give the Lord the ovation of the morning. All the blessed folks. Come on, that's the title of this new series, Blessed. So all the blessed folks. Praise him like you're blessed. Come on. Be seated. Today, we're going to talk about Rosh Hashanah. It started actually last Sunday evening, and we're in the Rosh Hashanah season right now. We're actually in what the Jews call the 10 days of all leading up to the highest holy day on September 19th, Yom Kippur. And so we're in a very beautiful time on God's calendar. This is the new year. So I would say to you, happy Rosh Hashanah. Hallelujah. How many of you are going to receive a happy next 12 months in the name of Jesus? Now, we've entered into this time frame, as I said, I don't want to be redundant, but I want to be thorough, called the 10 days of all. And it ends on Yom Kippur on September 19th. And Yom Kippur is the highest and holiest day of all for the Jewish people. And we're in a very powerful season. 
And we've started the year 5779. I know that we're in 2018 on our calendar, but on God's calendar, we're in 5779. About 2,000 years ago, we adopted the Gregorian calendar, but God's calendar is the Hebrew calendar. He never changed. So how many of you are interested in finding out where you are on God's calendar? Come on. I want to be in sync with God. I want to be with him. I want to know where I am on his timeline. So the Bible tells us in Leviticus 23, it talks to us about Rosh Hashanah. It tells us about the Feast of Trumpets. And here we are in the beginning of this new year, and, and there are things that the Jewish people do at the beginning of every new year. They're passionate about Rosh Hashanah. They're passionate about their feast, in particular the Feast of the Trumpets, and they're especially passionate about this season, this 10 days of all. And they do things in faith. They do things believing that God is going to answer their faith moves that they're making for the whole year. I want you to understand that our roots are Judaism, that we, our roots, our foundation is the Old Testament. How many of you know that the Old Testament is an introduction of the New Testament and the New Testament fulfills the embodiment of the Old Testament? In other words, everything that is prophesied has come to pass through Jesus and the Holy Spirit and his church, hallelujah, and it's still being unfolded. So our, our foundation is Judaism. And I want to unpack this revelation, and then I want you to make some faith declarations, and I'll declare them over you as we teach this word today. We're entering into the fourth quarter of 2018. October will mark the fourth quarter. And, you know, I, I, I spoke a few years ago a message or a series of messages on the fourth quarter, and I talked about how champions are made in the fourth quarter. You can be losing the first quarter. You can be losing the second quarter. If you watch football, you can lose the first half. You can even be losing in the first three quarters and win it all in the fourth quarter. And we're about to step into the fourth quarter and the enemy wants to make you think because you haven't seen the promises of God manifest yet for this year that it's over. But I would say to you that every promise God has for your 2018 is still intact and you're going to have victory in the fourth quarter. Oh, somebody's going to have a fantastic November. Somebody's going to have a world shaking October. Somebody's going to have a destiny fulfilling December. Somebody make a little noise if you believe that God can move for you in the fourth quarter. Now what's powerful about this is our Gregorian calendar is winding down, but God's Hebrew calendar is just starting up. It's just getting ramped up. And this is powerful to me because it gives me a little lesson there. It tells me that when we are at our end, God is only just beginning. And some of you in this place today are watching from around the world on live stream. It seems like you've come to the end. It seems like you've come to the end of your resources. You've come to the end of maybe your business or your strategies or your dreams or the end of your joy, the end of your ideas, the end of your strength, even the end of your purpose. Some of you have come to the end of yourself. But I drop by this morning to tell you don't give up. I've come to tell you it's not over. Hallelujah. See, number one, it's time to believe on this Rosh Hashanah that you are not at your end because you are connected to God and because of that fact, you are only at your beginning. I want to tell you it's not over. Don't give up. 
Don't give up on your children. Don't give up on your financial breakthrough. Don't give up on your purpose. Don't give up on that relationship. Don't give up on what God's going to do. As you're stepping out of yourself and you say, it's over for me, it's only just beginning with God. God is able. He never is taxed. He never worries. He never has anxiety. He's never upset. He's never uptight. He's never jacked up. He never thinks he's going to get to the end of anything. God's got it all. And when you get to your end, hallelujah, God is only at his beginning. It's time to line yourself up with God's calendar and believe that God is going to finish everything that he started. When you can't, Jesus can. When you don't have enough, he's still more than enough. I'm trying to encourage somebody. Hallelujah. I'm trying to tell you it's not over. It's not over. Don't let the enemy fool you. Whatever God has promised you, it shall come to pass. If you believe that, give the Lord a shout of praise right now. Come on, who's ready for new beginnings? Who's ready for a fresh start? Now, Rosh Hashanah translates into the English words, head or crown of the year. Now, the lesson is so powerful to me because we're declaring some things at the crown or the head or the top of this Jewish year. Number one, what we're doing is we're putting God first. And I want you to understand this. I talked a little bit about this a few weeks ago. God can only be first. He is preeminent. Nothing or no one predates him. He's always been and he always will be. There was no one before him. There was nothing before him. He has always been. He said, you can't put me somewhere on your list. I've got to be first. God said, I'm preeminent, I'm before. I have to come before anything else. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. That goes against our Western mindset because we like to get all these things and then fit God in. But God said, I won't do that. He said, you make me first or nothing. You put me at the top or nothing. So at the beginning of this Jewish year, we are saying, God, God, you are first. You are not somewhere on my list. You are first. I'm seeking you first and then everything else is going to be added. I'm putting you first. Hallelujah. Nothing comes before you. You are first. I want to tell you that when you get God first and you get him in his right place of priority, the enemy starts panicking. Hell starts taking Xanax. Come on, somebody. Because he knows that no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper because God is first. How many of you want him to be first at the first part of this year? Make a little noise if that's you. This is the second declaration, precious, that I want to make over your life. It's time to believe that as you put God first at the crown, the head of this year, he will crown your life with blessing, breakthrough, miracles, fruitfulness, and joy. Now, Job said, you will decree a thing and it will be established. Proverbs said, the power of death and life is in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I believe there's power when you can confess the word of God. I believe there's power when you confess the promises of God. So I want you to lift your hands right now. And I want you to get ready to confess this over this Rosh Hashanah, over the head of this year. Say in Jesus' name, I put God first 
at the head of this year. And as I put God first, he crowns my life with blessing, breakthrough, miracles, fruitfulness, and joy. Come on and give God a praise. No, I don't believe you believe it yet. I said give God a praise, and if you put him first, Come on, if you're putting him first, I want you to clap your hands and give him praise and he's going to take care of everything else. <laughs> the psalmist said, no good thing will he withhold from them who walk uprightly. It's time to believe. I don't know about you, but I'm believing for a victorious year. I have an expectancy in my heart. Hallelujah. Now, on Rosh Hashanah, Jewish people eat round loaves of bread covered in raisins and dipped in honey. When I was growing up, we ate round loaves of bread dripping in butter and covered in jelly. Come on. We called them biscuits. Can I get a witness in the house? How many of y'all believe in the power of a good biscuit? My Lord, my wife's had me on the plant paradox, but I feel a biscuit is in my future. Glory to God. But hear me in this room. They eat apples and honey as well, and this is very symbolic. They do this in faith, knowing that the power is not in the bread, and the power is not in the honey, nor is it in the apples or the raisins. But they do this in faith, symbolically saying, God, we're believing you for a good and a sweet year. We're believing you, God, that this year is going to be filled with your goodness and filled with your sweetness. They pronounce in faith something called the heart's blessing. They declare it in faith. They say this in faith. They sit down and eat this bread and this honey and these, these raisins or the apples and the honey and they say may it be your will to renew us and grant us a good and a sweet year. Come on, bring that up on the screen. I want you to just say that after me. I want you to declare that after me. Say may it be your will. Come on, say may it be your will to renew us and grant us a good and a sweet year. Who's going to declare that and receive that in Jesus' name? Lord, let me receive it. Thank God. I said, thank God. I'm going to have a good and sweet year. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I'm about to come down there and amen myself. I said, I'm ready to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It's going to be a good year. Hallelujah. It's going to be a year where we do more than survive. It's going to be a year where we do more than just get by. It's going to be a year where we don't wake up depressed and lay down depressed. It's going to be a year where God lifts anxiety and he lifts trouble off of us. And we walk in confidence knowing that I serve a good God. And no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. I stand in the presence of the Lord and I claim a good year, a sweet year. Tell your neighbor, you're going to like me better this year. Come on. Yes, yes, I'm going to be so sweet. You're just going to like me better. Is anybody in this service claiming a good and a sweet year? Make a little noise for Jesus if you're claiming that. I want that to manifest in my life. Don't we're having a good year. It's going to be a sweet year. Hallelujah. I'm talking to my wife now. I'm just declaring it to her. We're going to have a great year, Dawn. Are you ready? You better get ready. You're married to me. It's just going to get sweeter every day. Hallelujah. It's time to believe, number three, on this Rosh Hashanah. This coming year will be overflowing with the goodness of God. Hallelujah. 
and the sweetness of his peace-releasing presence. You want to declare that? You want to slip up your hands and say, in Jesus' name. Shout it out. Say, in Jesus' name. Come on, raise your hands and shout it out. Say, in Jesus' name. This coming year will be filled and overflowing with the goodness of God and the sweetness of his peace-releasing presence. Glory be to God. I'm receiving a good year, a sweet year. Now on this day, during this Rosh Hashanah season, the Jews also eat fish head and ram's head. Now I can tell y'all, I ain't going out like that. I'm not eating fish head or ram's head. That's not for me. But if you want to do that, you enjoy it. Hallelujah. But this is an act of faith. They eat the fish heads and the ram's head, and they do it in faith, and they link themselves all the way back to Deuteronomy 28, 13. And they claim this promise where the Lord said, I will make you the head and not the tail. So I need to tell somebody, don't be defeated this year. It is not your year to walk in defeat and be the tail. The Lord said, I will make you the head and not the tail. It reminded the people of their position in God because of his goodness. They eat the ram's head and the fish head believing that when the year is over, they will be victorious. That when they get to the end of the 12 months, that they will finish on top and not on the bottom. I don't know about you, but I don't want to finish on the bottom. Maybe this is too much faith for some, but if you enjoy being defeated and you want to be depressed, you came on the wrong Sunday and you're hearing the wrong pastor because I want to tell you God is a good God. I want to tell you that the Lord is on your side. I'm not going to tell you that you won't have trouble. I'm not going to tell you that there won't be days you don't go through stuff. I'm not going to tell you that there won't be days that you don't understand why you're facing what you're facing. But I'm going to tell you in the end, no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper because the Lord is on your side. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am a child of the living God and he loves me, and he is not for my, for my defeat. He is for my victory. Give him a praise if you believe it. <laughs> Glory be to God. Hallelujah. See, it's time for you to believe that you are a child of God. You're a joint heir with Jesus, number four, who walks in obedience to his word, and this year you will finish on the top and not on the bottom. Who wants to get crazy and confess that with me? Come on, some of y'all just been depressed. You've been discouraged. It's been hard, old Pastor Rayleigh. You don't know how bad it's been. Well, I'm telling you, it doesn't have to say bad forever. Let's believe that we're children of God. So I want you to declare this after you slip up your hands and just say, hey, neighbor. Holler at you and say, hey, neighbor. I'm liable to get happy in a minute. Come on, declare this after me. Say, I believe I'm a child of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. I walk in obedience to his word. And this year, I finish on the top and not the bottom. Now give him praise. 
Come on, you're making the devil mad now. You're making hell upset now because you ain't even in February yet. You're not even in November yet, but you're saying right here in September, I'm going to give God praise that this year I'll be the head and not the tail. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Now, watch this, y'all. They do something called the toshlek. This is what the Jewish people do. Now, they know the power is not in the, it, not in the fish head. It's not in the ram's head, not in the bread, but it's faith. They do this in faith. Now, watch this. This, this, uh, this practice that they have is called the talich, and it means the casting off. And one of the things that they do is they take bread and they put the bread in their pockets and they go to where there's running water. They'll go to an ocean or they'll go to a river or they'll go to a brook and they'll break that bread up and they'll cast it in that river or they'll cast it in that brook. If they don't have access to a river or a brook or an ocean, they will literally get a water hose and they'll start a running stream and they'll cast that bread in that stream. And, and when they do this, the, 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 it symbolizes something very powerful. First of all, they're saying all the sin from my past, just like that bread is running away and floating away. There's no sin that I've ever committed in my past that's going to go with me in my future. Every failure that I had that is underneath the blood of Jesus Christ has no right to accompany me into my next season. See, the enemy wants you to be defeated. He wants you to live under condemnation. He wants the failures and the blemishes of your past to somehow disqualify you from the good things that God has for you in the next season. But you need to rise up and remind the devil that all my sin is covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And he said, as far as the east is from the west is how far I will remove your sin and your transgressions from you. I was reading just this week. It was amazing to me that scientists tell us from the north to the south that if you mark a point from the north to the south and you try to find that point, that once one at some point you will run back into where you started. They said, but the east from the west, there is no connection point that you can ever find from the east to the west. You never go around. You just keep going further and further and further out. And God never said as far as the north is from the south. It's how far I've moved your sin and your transgression from you. He said as far as the east is from the west. That's why on this Sunday in September, you can rise up and say, there is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You need to stop letting the devil mess you up and mess you over. So you're like, well, Pastor, you remember I messed up in 2010. I had that issue in 2008. And Pastor, I messed up in 2014. Pastor, I was jacked up in 1982. Some of y'all, oh, come on now. Some of y'all, oh, it happened bad in 77. Where y'all at? Yeah, some of y'all remember 77. Some of y'all have, yeah, yeah. But hear me in this room. You need to let the devil know that all that is underneath the blood of Jesus. You're sitting here praying and say, God, you remember what happened in 99. You remember what happened in 2016. And God said, I have no recollection of anything that happened prior to you declaring the blood of Jesus over your life. Do not allow the enemy to cause you to bring one drop of baggage with you. It's a new season and it's a new day. If you're letting it go, give God. God to pray. 
Now, the, symbols, the, the symbolism is very powerful because as they throw that bread in the water, it also symbolizes every failure and every offense. As that, as that bread floats away, every offense, whoever did you wrong, let it go. I said, let it go. You say, well, pastor, they don't deserve it. Listen, let me tell you something. You don't forgive them because they deserve it. You forgive them because you deserve it. Oh, I'm going to run down there and shout myself down. You deserve to be free. You don't deserve to be living in what was done wrong to you. Sometimes you just got to let it go. You got to be like the, the princess on Frozen. Let it go. Come on, somebody. You got to let it go. Some of y'all are still jacked up about what happened and who did you wrong. Let me tell you, this is your year to say, I'm letting it float away and I'm not thinking about it anymore. I'm releasing it in the name of Jesus and I'm walking into a brand new season. If you're going to let it all go, give God a praise right now. Are you ready? Your future is bright. I said, your future is bright. Get your neighbor by the hand and say, hey, neighbor. Do you believe your future is bright? Holler at him. Say, you believe your future is bright? Say, borrow some praise from your future then. Go ahead and borrow a little praise from your future. Why don't you go ahead and say, God, my future is bright. I don't have to see you do it to believe you're going to bring it to pass. I'll praise you now because I've seen you do it before and I know you'll do it again. That brings me to my fifth point. It's time to believe that God desires you to be free. And on this Rosh Hashanah, release every offense, every sin, every failure. Forgive yourself and forgive others. As you honor God today, I declare that you walk in freedom. Hallelujah. You let the baggage go. You know something else that the Jews do, do every year at the new year? They eat pomegranates. Now, listen. Pomegranates are a beautiful fruit. You can see them right there. The thing about pomegranates is they're full of seeds. And here's what the Jewish people decree and declare as they eat this fruit. They, they believe that as they eat this fruit, they're declaring in faith, our good deeds are going to be as numerous as the seeds in this pomegranate. That this year I'm going to do some good. That this year I'm going to be a difference maker that I'm going to do good things this year. Who's ready for this to be a year when you do all the good that you can? Oh, your neighbor's going to be real glad to know you. They're going to be real glad they're sitting beside you. You're going to do good this year. You're going to do good things this year. You're going to make a difference this year. Glory be to God. I said you're going to make a difference this year. You're going to help somebody this year. When you walk through the door, people are going to smile. Oh, I got 12 people that are there. I said, when you walk through the door, they're going to say, there's that good woman. There's that good man. When you walk in, they're going to say, there's that good woman who serves that good God, who prays those good prayers, who's believing for good things. Is there anybody that wants to do some good this year? I want to do good this year. I want to help somebody this year. You get around me, I'll help you. Glory to God. They want, they want their good deeds to be as numerous as the seeds in a pomegranate. Glory be to God. Now, now, watch this. Pomegranates in the Bible, they also symbolize wealth, abundance, and joy. My, my, my. They believe as they eat this, they're eating it in faith. So they'll eat pomegranates, and then they eat a carrot dish 
called tazines. Now, now this is really powerful because the dish is named menen in Yenish, which means both carrot and increase. So they eat these carrots in faith, believing that it's going to be a year of increase. Somebody say, pass the carrots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pass the carrots. My goodness, I'm claiming it. Jewish people know that the pomegranate and the carrot doesn't have power, but it just reminds them to put their faith in an all-powerful God. I don't, I, don't, I don't plan on being broke this year. Okay, y'all get mad at me, get all judgmental, but I, the Bible said, I wish above all things, John said, that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. You say, well, he's a prosperity preacher. No, I'm just somebody that is declaring what the Word says. I want to see you blessed in the name of Jesus, because we got work to do for the kingdom of God. He said, I would above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Can y'all handle this? You know, listen, prosper and be in health. How many of you know life is better when you got a couple bucks in your pockets and you feel good? How many of you would rather be blessed and well than broke and sick? Can I get a witness? Listen, I believe that God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. There's missionaries that need to be supported. There's campuses that need to be started. There's work for the kingdom that needs to be done. And God is looking for a conduit who, for people who will understand that God, yeah, I will let you, you can give to me because you can give through me. I'm going to be somebody that you can bless and I'll be a blessing. Somebody make a little noise if you're a candidate for increase. Watch this. It's time, number six, to believe on this Rosh Hashanah that as children of a good God that you will do good deeds this year and that as you honor God, he will release wealth, abundance, increase, and joy. Now, I know religious people can't handle this, but if you can't claim it, I already have. So reach up your hands and declare this after me. Declare this. Say, I'm a child of a good God. This year, I'll do good deeds for my good God. And as I honor you, Lord, I believe in faith that you will release in my life wealth, abundance, increase, and joy. Come on, shout if you receive it. Come on, shout if you want to be a difference maker for the kingdom. I'm believing in faith that God is going to bless his people with good things. And listen, if you have to go through seasons where you're trusting God, trust God. He doesn't fail. He is faithful, and I claim it. Now, now listen, on the last day of Rosh Hashanah, which would have been this Tuesday, the Jews will gather and eat what they call new fruit. Somebody say new fruit. It's the ready ripened fruit of the new season. It's fruit they haven't tasted, fruit they haven't eaten yet. It's new fruit. Mm. And the symbolism is so powerful here because they eat the new fruit, and as they eat it, they're declaring that this is a new season, and I am going to taste new fruit. And in other words, they're saying, God, I'm expecting you to do a new thing. That, that I'm expecting new fruit. Somebody say new fruit. Yes, some of y'all been eating the same old stale, dried up 
Come on, like that fruit you get in the store that's all that dried fruit. My wife likes that dried fruit. I don't like it dry, I like it wet. Come on, somebody. I like it juicy. I like it dripping down my chin. Can I get a witness? Some of y'all been eating stale old dried fruit, but I would tell you in the name of Jesus, it's time for new fruit. Somebody say new fruit. I want to ask you, are you ready for a season of new fruitfulness in Jesus' name? Somebody needs to hear me. God is able to release a new season, young lady, of new fruitfulness over your life. There are things you have not tasted, things you have not seen. I decree and declare in faith that some of y'all are going to step into a surprise season. Oh, glory be to God. I said a surprise season. I have to come down here and preach to you a minute. I said a surprise season. I'm talking about things you didn't even pray for, things you didn't even believe for, things you didn't even know to call out to God for. God said, I'm going to do bring some things into your life that are surprises to you, new fruit, things you've never tasted, things you've never seen, eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of a man, the things that the Lord has prepared for those that love him. Somebody say new fruit for a new season. Yeah, I'm going to see some things I've never seen. I'm going to experience some things I've never experienced. I'm going to do some things I've never done. My God, it's kind of like Ruth. Do you remember when Ruth the Moabitess, she was jacked up, she was tore up from the floor up, beat up from the feet up, messed up from the chest up. Come on, somebody. She was jacked up, but she came back into Bethlehem. She was gleaning in the corners of the field for life and survival because that's what the beggars were allowed to do. She was trying to get just enough to survive and Boaz came by and Boaz said don't let her, don't force her to glean among the corners of the field but let her glean even among the sheaves. He said let her get in a lane she don't even deserve to be in. Let her go where she shouldn't even go. I don't know who I'm preaching to but this year somebody's going to get in a lane they don't even deserve to be in. I said somebody's about to step into a lane they don't even have a right to. And then Boaz told his men that were taken in the harvest, he said, every once in a while, while you are gleaning, drop a handful on purpose and let her trip over something she didn't even know was coming her way. Who am I talking to today? Somebody is about to step into a season where you're going to trip over some things that you didn't even know God was going to do. He's going to bring you surprise blessings and breakthroughs. I dare you right now to give God praise if you receive it. Get your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, say you can sit there if you want to. But I got to give God praise. I'm going to have new fruit in a new season. I'm going to have new breakthroughs. I'm going to see things I didn't even pray for coming to pass in the name of the Lord. Clap your hands and shout unto God. Glory. Some of y'all are getting it. Some of y'all ain't. I dare you to praise the Lord like you believe it. Now listen, I wasn't going to tell you about this. I was going to try to hang on to this. But since I like you, I like you a lot. In fact, you're my favorite. Tell your, tell your neighbor, I'm pastor's favorite. That's a fact. Y'all know how I always teach on the Jewish New Year and I always talk about what 
the, the letters and the numbers symbolize. We're in 5779. Mm -mm -mm. We're in the decades of the seven. Seven is the Hebrew letter number Ayan. And remember, the, the, the Hebrew letters and numbers are hieroglyphic. That means they all look like something. And, and the seven, we're in the decade of the sevens right now, 5779, we're coming to the end of it. The seven actually has two eyes on it. It looks like eyes. And, and Hebrew scholars tell us and rabbis tell us that this is the ye these are the years of sight. These are the years where you're going to see things. These are the years of clarity. And he said, and, and I was reading this one uh, rabbi, and he said, in, he said, every year, he said, you, be, you need to get in faith that things are going to get clearer and clearer and clearer. That as the year goes on, that, that as the decade goes on, when you finally get to the end of the decade, that you're going to have the clearest vision that you've ever had. Let me talk to you. I think about it, Pastor Troy, when we started 10 years ago, we were in the new building, the economy was crashing, things looked cloudy. But every year it's gotten clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer. And now we're moving into 5779, 2019. We're moving into the greatest year of clarity that we've ever had. I decree and declare that you're going to have clarity. I decree and declare that you're going to know what you need to know. You're going to see what you need what you need to see. I feel the Holy Spirit all over me. I decree and declare that you're moving into the next season and you know where you're headed? You're headed to 2020. And the Lord said by the time you get to 2020, if Jesus tarries, you're going to be able to see everything that you need to see and you're going to have more clarity than you've ever had in your life. There's something happening. I need you to give God praise like you believe it. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, get ready for clear vision. One, two, three, give God a shout of praise. So, so listen, it's time to believe God that as you honor him on this Rosh Hashanah season, that you will step into new seasons of new fruitfulness and be surprised by the goodness of God. But I declare over you, mother, you're going to have clarity. I declare over you that you're going to know, young man, what is for you and what is not for you. I declare, young lady, you're going to know God's purpose in your life and your destiny shall come to pass. In the name of the Lord, you will have clarity. Glory to God. Now, I, I declared seven things over you. So I'm going to let you act however you want to act when I declare them and I speak them. If you're claiming it, I just want to hear from you. Are you believing, number one, that you are not at your end, you're at God's beginning? If you believe that, give God a shout in here. No, give God a shout in here. If you're putting God first at the crown of this year and you believe that he's going to crown your life with blessings, breakthrough, miracles, and fruitfulness, clap your hands and give him praise like you know that he will bring it to pass. Number three, if you believe that this will be a year that will overflow with the goodness and sweetness of the Lord and you will, you will see his goodness in the land of the living, clap so much, shout so loud, your neighbor thinks you're crazy. Come on, shout till your neighbor looks at you funny. 
If you're letting every offense, every sin, every failure, and if you're forgiving yourself and forgiving everybody else, one, two, three, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. If you're believing for increase and abundance in your life, if you believe that God will release wealth, abundance, increase, and joy, praise the Lord right now. And finally, number seven, if you believe maybe, just maybe, you'll have clarity and you'll be surprised by the goodness of the Lord. Jump on your feet and give God a shout of praise like you believe he is able. Come on and give him praise. Now be seated for just a minute. Be seated for just a minute. How many of you felt like you learned a little bit today? How many of y'all want to learn some more? Well, come back next week because they're bringing in a special young pastor, skinny one, named Jim Rayleigh. He'll be preaching again. I love you so much. I love you so much. I only teach like this. Not because I don't think that sometimes we don't go through things we don't understand and have to trust God. I understand that. I get that. But I choose to believe in the goodness of God in my life. Now, here's what is very ironic. We're talking about blessings. Uh, Y'all remember that when we started this off, the Bible said you're going to blow the trumpet and you're going to bring an offering to the Lord. He said, it'll be an offering made of fire. Now, fire in the Bible represents God's presence, and it represents the Holy Spirit. I could teach there for 20 minutes. Some of you have heard me teach that concept. But all through the Bible, when you see the fire of God among the Jewish people, when it wasn't judgment, it was always God's presence. And then in the New Testament, when we see the fire of God, it symbolizes the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. How many of you can say everything I have is because of the presence of God and the power of the Holy Spirit working in my life? So he said, I want you to bring this offering on this day. It's the whole concept of putting the Lord first. It's the whole concept. And, and I want to talk to you just for the last three minutes about just giving, about being a tither. Somebody else, there he is. He's one, one of them preachers that talks about money. That's all he talks about. The devil is a liar. I talk about everything. I talk about your bedroom. Come on, I talk about the way you live your life. But let me tell you something. I want to see you walk in the blessings of the Lord. I want to see you walk in God's favor. You say, well, Pastor Rayleigh, why should we give? Number one, tithing, giving. It conveys my convictions. Giving conveys what's important to you. Because I want to say this to you. All through the Bible, there, there, there are so many verses. I actually have the number. I can't quite remember it off the top of my head, but there are so many more verses about money than anything else in the Bible. Money, treasures, wealth. Why? Because God knows that he doesn't have you until he has your money. Why? Why do you say that, Pastor? Because it's impossible to separate us from our money. Our money represents us. It represents your time, your sweat, your dedication, your labor, your reward, your passion. 
So if God doesn't have your resources, he doesn't have you. If, if you're not, listen, the law of loving always unlocks the law of giving. You know how my woman knows I love her? Because I treat her good. I really do. I want her to have. I give to her because I love her. 30 years. She's expensive. But she's worth it. You got some guy you've been dating, he won't spend no money on you. Huh. All he's concerned about is breast and thighs and legs. You need to send that joker to Popeyes. Don't take him home. Send him to KFC. Because the law of loving unlocks the law of giving. I don't give to God because I'm under religious pressure. I don't tithe and give offerings because I have some man manipulating me. I give to the Lord because I love him. Who loves the Lord today? Come on, make a little noise if you love him. Let me tell you what your giving does too. Look at me now, look at me in the eye. Number two, it confuses and confounds the enemy. In other words, y'all, the Bible said where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. People who don't give do exactly what the enemy expects because the devil is stingy and he's not surprised when you're stingy. How many of you know the only thing the devil will ever give you is hell? Say amen, somebody. Let me give you a real good example. Let me, let me mess the religious people up real bad. Uh, if there's a new dress or a new suit or new shoes or a new big screen TV or a delicious meal that you really want and you don't have the money to get it, but you got that credit card that's got 23% interest on it, you'll lay it down there. Some of y'all are paying for shoes. You bought them two years ago. You wore them two times. They hurt your feet so bad, but you're still paying interest on them. Come on, somebody. People don't think anything about laying that credit card down, swiping it and going deeper in debt, yet they would never consider taking that same credit card and putting that same amount of money on a missionary's ministry to a country where they don't know the Lord. Some people would get insulted if I said, come on, I want you to give today. We're going to send this missionary and pay. We're going to pay this. We're going to help that orphan's ministry. We're going we're gonna to pay our tithes. Some people would be all upset. You know why? Because they have misplaced priorities. The Bible said, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which some have coveted after. The love of money. Now understand this. It's not money that is evil. The Bible said money answereth all things. It's not money that's evil. It's the love of money. When you love money so much you can't let go of it, we got a problem. So, and, and I'm going to tell you this. You don't have to be rich to love money. I grew up poor. I grew up po. Po. We couldn't even afford the last two letters. We were P-O. Po. And some of the people I knew that loved money the most, they were just as po as me. And they were mad when anybody else wasn't po. Come on. 
To love money and to love things is misplaced affection. But understand this, when you put self first, you don't give God a chance to move. Number three, your giving constrains and constricts the curse of the devourer. I was telling Pastor Troy this the other day. God gave me a revelation, Pastor Troy. God showed me something. Now, I would never curse you because I love you. Tell your neighbor he really loves me. Come on, I do. I love my church folk. I love all you visitors. Had he met you, but if you come to the back, I'll give you a cookie and hug your neck. Praise the Lord, because I prayed that you would come. I don't have the power to curse you. And anybody who knows Jim Rayleigh knows this. I wouldn't curse you if I could. That's just not my nature. I want to bless you. But here's the truth. In that garden, man fell. And man was cursed. And fallen man lives in a curse. And when you don't give to God, it doesn't curse you. You're already cursed. What giving to God does is break the curse off of your life. That's when he says, I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out on you blessings that there won't even be room enough to receive it. He said in Malachi, bring a tithe into the storehouse. In verse 11, he said, and I will rebuke the devourer on your behalf. When you give, it breaks the curse of the enemy off of your life. How many of you want the curse of the enemy broken off of your life? Give God a shout right now. Now, he said, I will rebuke. Somebody say rebuke. The word rebuke means to dismiss and send away to put to shame. Come up here, Pastor Josh. Come up here, Pastor Troy. Come on. Come on. So, so when you tithe and when you give, you break the curse of the enemy. The enemy is rebuked off your life. Y'all ready for this? Now watch this. You're under a curse, and the enemy is stealing from you. Pastor Troy's got on this new jacket. Take that from him. Yeah. Take it. Take it. That's what he's the enemy. He's devouring. Take his belt. Come on. Take your belt. Take his shoes. Lord have mercy. You can do it. Just take them off. Come on. You got it. My Lord. Yes. Yes. Take you get down there and take it. Take it. Don't take his socks. I, I wouldn't touch them. Take his watch. Take his ring. That's what the devil does. He just he steals and kills and destroys. Take his ring. Come on. He's taking it all. Take his shirt. No, don't take that. We can't handle it. But then Pastor Troy says what? I'm a tither. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. And I'm going to break the curse. I'm going to break the curse. With my tithe. With my tithe. And my offerings. And my offerings. So you break the curse of the enemy. And that means everything he stole from you you got to get it back. Get your ring back. Get your watch back. Get your shoes back. Get your belt back. Come on, put it on like you got. Yeah, put that watch on. That's what time it is. It's time for you to be blessed. I said, that's what time it is. Put your belt on. There ain't nothing falling down. Hallelujah. None of us could take that anyway. Praise the Lord. Take off that spirit of heaviness. Put on a garment of praise right now. You're getting it all back. I'm getting my joy back. I'm getting my peace back. I'm getting my hallelujah back. I'm getting my thank you, Jesus, back. And the enemy is dismissed and sent away. 
But before this happens, that, 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 that it literally means to be put to shame. I was thinking, how do you put the devil to shame? You put the devil to shame when you come to him now and you take his watch and you take his ring, you take his shoes, you take his sock, come on, give it to me. And you take that and you say, devil, I'm not just getting back what I lost. I'm getting back more than what I lost. And I'm gonna make you ashamed. And then you dismiss him and you send him away. And not only do you got what you lost, you got the blessings of the Lord. And this is called the spoil. Somebody give God a shout of praise. Just noticed that as I come to go get his stuff, that he had already started taking it off because the devil knows you're coming. He'll already do it. Did you hear that? Said he had already started taking it off because he knew that that curse is broken. Give God a shout if you believe it. All right, I want everybody to sit down, nobody to move just for a minute. And I'm going to close with this. We're going to receive our tithes and offerings now. Now I want to tell you that. I believe God is blessing this church. We, we just closed out our finances. We had our biggest year ever in the history of this church. God has blessed us. We got more missionaries than we've ever supported. Give God a shout for that. We're doing more than we've ever done. We've had, we, we have our biggest crowds that we've ever had in the history of all 21 years that I've been here. This place is blessed. Tell your neighbor the place matters. Where you sow your seed matters. Where you sow your seed matters. So today is a day when I want you to claim every single one of those seven blessings of the new year of Rosh Hashanah. But here's the key. If you're going to claim a Bible promise, you need to fulfill the Bible principle. And the principle, precious, is simple. It's give. Now we tithe. What is tithe? It's 10%. I give it, all my staff gets it. We all tithe. I've tithed for 30 years. I believe in it with all my heart. Every year of our life, we've tithed. Of our, our married life, we have never missed because we believe this. Now, you may say, well, pastor, I can't afford to tithe. Will you look at me? I can't afford not to. Because I have understood that my source is the Lord. So I'm going to ask you, we're going to do something different today. How many enjoyed that teaching? Come on. Come on, make a little noise if you got something from God. I want all of our ushers to come up here right now. I want all of our ushers to come up here. And there are going to be two ushers in the back section there if, they're, if we're able. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to get your tithe together. You say, well, Pastor, I, I can't even give 10%. Here's my, here's my challenge to you. Get as close as you can. And I believe as you act in faith and you start making this principle a priority, that God's gonna do what he promised. He can't lie. This is not my promise. This is God's promise. Now, you can text to give at 386-866-3060. You buy live stream. You're able to give. You can click on the icon or you can text to give. There should be a banner right across the bottom that will show you how to give. You can give on your credit cards. You can give by check. 
Everything that goes, listen, I can always stand with purity and receive the offering because I'm not on commission. My salary never changes based on what the church takes in. I like it that way. I have an elder board who takes care of Pastor Don and I. It's been that way all 21 years. I like it that way. That's how it ought to be. But watch this. I have no motive, no agenda, but to see you walk in the blessings of the Lord because I believe it's true. Now, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to, if you give on your phone or some of y'all, some of y'all give on your credit, uh, give on your uh, automatic deduct. We do that every month. We give on the app. If you're giving, if you've already given on your credit card or you've already given on your uh, on your out of your checking account or you're giving on your text, I want you just to come and wave your hand or wave your phone or wave your checkbook, whatever you want to wave, just wave it over it. The rest of you that want to give by check or cash, you can do that today. But I believe as you give that not only will God give you back everything you lost, you're going to get it back with interest. Can I get a witness? So I want everybody to stand and allow me as the apostolic authority and the father of this house to pray the blessing over you. I want you to hold up those phones. I want you to hold up those, those uh, cards. I want you to hold up the, the, the offerings. And I want everybody. And if you don't have the money, you say, well, pastor, I didn't have any money. I, the enemy has done such a number on me, I'm, I'm broke. But you're not busted, or, nor are you disgusted, because now you've got the plan to get out of the mess you're in. Put God first. Say amen, somebody. But it, maybe you don't have the money to give today. I want you to come in faith, and I want you to put your hand over it, and I declare in faith that you're going to, in the very near future, as increase comes into your house, you're going to give 10%, and God's going to bless you. Hold those offerings up before the Lord right now. I release the blessing of the Lord over your life. I decree and declare that the devourer is rebuked, that he is dismissed and sent away. For many of you, this is the first time you've ever tithed and the first time you've ever truly given. I declare that as you step out to honor God and you make this the practice of your life, that God will bless you, that God will see about you, that God himself will look out after you. You will be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, that you will see the blessings of the Lord and the windows of heaven open over your life. I bless you as you give, that you will get bonuses and raises. I bless you and your business, that it will grow. I declare that checks will come to you in the mail right out of nowhere. Come on, somebody. I declare that your bills are gonna go lower and your income is gonna go higher and you'll be able to give more and more and more to the kingdom of God. If you would like to be a part of what God is doing here at Calvary, you can give online at calvaryfl.com or you can use our app. We hope this message encouraged you to experience the spirit, embrace the lost and live the life. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you soon.